The Kate Daly Show, because all opinions matter, and George Soros will pay good money for them. The show starts now. Don't let the media, the press, or your environment brainwash you. It's not a black-on-white thing. It's not a black-on-black thing, and it's not a gang-on-gang thing. It is simply one thing. It's an ignorance thing. It's an ignorance thing. Don't be afraid to think. It's not illegal yet. Hi there. Welcome. Kate Daly Show. So much to go over in this hour with you, and I hope you chime in. 888-673-1450. 888-673-1450. Um, I want to share with you uh, today's thoughts on uh, on this case, of course, in the, in the news media. I think it's probably the number one story today because there's a lot of information coming out, and, um, you know, we have uh, several... Uh, you know, places of, of rioting going on. I wouldn't say it's the entire country like the news media is, but we do have uh, several situations going on across the country. And so um, with this uh, event, um, we have a lot to discuss. And I have a lot of inconsistencies that I'd like to share with you as well. Um, in my previous hour, I'd like to thank uh, uh, Dr. Ron Susick and um, Naharan um, Anwaya, who is, you'll probably recognize her from Hannity and, and, and so many shows. And she's been a dear friend of the show and she's come on several times and has talked about the truth about what's going on in the Middle East, uh, having been raised there and, and with so many ties there. Um, she, uh, she's got a great head on her shoulders and, and she's out there and she's an advocate and speaking in Washington, D.C. And, and everywhere else for the, uh, on behalf of the Assyrian Christians. And this is something that we really do need, uh, to really start talking about. You know, we've, we've been in other countries. Our energy from certain factions of our government, our energies have been focused more on, uh, worldwide drug trades and worldwide arms dealings, uh, more so and, and where we position ourselves. Um, in the Middle East, uh, more so than we than than what's going on with uh, with the people, and this is a, truly a, a cause for them, and a, and a cause it should be for for all of us. In fact, um, you know they are they're just in a world of hurt over there, the Assyrian Christians, and also um, you can go to theassyrianproject.org for more information on that. Um, all right, let's talk. Let's talk about George Floyd, shall we? Uh, let's launch him. I'm going to go through um, inconsistencies and things that are just not making sense, and they seem to be racking up. Now, one thing I, wa- I do want to say as, as we start in on this, I will welcome your calls, bring something to the table. Let's stay on topic and just bring, you can bring something to the table that um, that I haven't mentioned. That's that's great, and, and I welcome you on that because uh, all these added pieces are sort of coming together, and... There's been a lot of strange news reporting on it, too. The other thing is, is I've noticed that more and more people are questioning than ever before. You know, I've been covering these kinds of events for years on the show. And um, boy, you know, it was tough. In fact, there was always a battle whenever I I would say, but this doesn't make sense. And, and people would say, it's not supposed to make sense. You're just supposed to, you know, believe in, in what the media is telling you. And and um, and if you if you ever question, that means that you don't care for the victim. That's that's sort of the line out there. It's very strange. And that's a strange reaction to me. I think even uh, I think even a victim, um, you know, would want to know what the truth of this uh, event is. And so that that to me is never made sense. And it's always a uh, it's always a good thing to question when things don't make sense or your gut's telling you something's wrong. Now, with that being said, um, there's a there's a kind of the the narrative of this story. And I want to play this for you. This is from a news clip. And this is talking about really sort of the narrative from your news media and listen up to how they describe the the, the event that took place. Here you go. There when they arrived, they found out of the vehicle he resisted, which is when he was put onto the ground in handcuffs and uh, restrained. He had trouble breathing and then went unresponsive to the ground in handcuffs. Identified as a suspect by the caller sitting in a vehicle. They say they tried to get him out of the vehicle. He resisted, which is when he was put onto the ground in handcuffs and uh, restrained. He had trouble breathing and then went unresponsive, transported via ambulance, died at Hennepin County Medical Center. 
Now again, uh, Mayor Jacob Fry today seeing the video uh, that was posted, which we'll show you in a moment, said that uh, this was very emotional for him, uh, that no one, uh, this, this should not happen to anybody, that this man should be alive today. Here is the mayor from just a short time ago. For five minutes, we watched as a white officer pressed his knee into the neck of a black man for five minutes. When you hear someone calling for help, you are supposed to help. This officer failed in the most basic human sense. Okay, I wanted to play that for you because there's something, there's a couple things about that clip that are striking me, you know, right out of the gate, right? And the first one is that this uh, that George Lloyd resisted and for anyone watching you know video clips from this I, I don't know that I know anyone that saw him resist and that comment has been made over and over again where was the resistance okay um, so they resisted they put that he resisted then they were forced to put him in handcuffs and this is all over a $20 bill right and uh, you would you would think that maybe he was being violent or um, they had to you know go into the store to get him or or you know they're, they're kind of painting a picture there where he is um, you know um, you know coming up against them right and they're protecting themselves and then all of a sudden he dies on the way to the hospital this is kind of how it's categorized. What's very interesting about the 911 call, and I think that this is, and by the, by the way, hot tip to Mike and Susan and all the people, um, you know, Heather, all the people that have, we've, uh, that, that have uh, helped with uh, information on this. I really do appreciate your, your diligence in, in looking at the information with me. And uh, so let me, let me go on. So the transcript of the, the person from the store that called, and it said... Uh, Called nine nine one one, and here was like the here was the conversation. It said, you know, uh, someone comes in our store and comes our store and give us fake bills, and we realize it before he left the store. We ran back outside, and they was sitting on their car. We tell them to give us their their phone, um, and put their thing back and everything. And he was also drunk and everything, and return to give us our cigarettes back, and so he can so he can go home. But he doesn't want to do that, and he's sitting in his car because he is awfully drunk and not in control of himself. This was the st- the, the store guy to nine one one. Okay, so George Floyd is outside, sitting on his car. He's not a, a threat in the store or anything. And at most, this is a misdemeanor. Misdemeanor, right? I mean, okay. Um, and so the office, so the nine one one office, nine one one person uh, says, you know, what type of car? And you know, he's got this uh, blue van. And she says, you know, blue van. He says, yes, a van. And and uh, and he said, you know, just he reaffirmed the address. And the operator said, this guy gave a counterfeit bill, has your cigarettes, and is under the influence of something. And the caller said something like that. He's not acting right. And the operator said, well, what is what's he look like? What race? And he says he's a tall guy, uh, like he's tall and bald, um, about six, uh, six and a half uh, feet. And he's um, and 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 she's not acting right. So she started to go drive the car. And so the operator says, well, female or male? He says, um, is it a girl or a boy? And he he says uh, he's uh, asking, you know, kind of inaudibly not really making sense. And so the operator again says, is it a girl or a boy who did this? And he said it is a man. And the operator said he's, you know, is he white, black, native, Hispanic, Asian? And the caller said something like that. Uh Uh-huh. That's weird. And then the operator says, well, which one is it? And he said, well, no, he's a he's a he's a black guy. And uh, then the call and then the caller starts asking questions like, well, how's your day going to the operator? (laughs) Yeah. How's your day? Okay. Uh, Had a long day, huh? And the operator's like, well, what's your, what's your name? And so he gives the name, and then, uh, and then the operator says, all right, and a phone number, and, and they hang up. Okay? Do you, see some, do you see some strange things about that phone call? Um, really couldn't decide what race, didn't even, take a st- didn't even take a stab at it, just didn't even, didn't even know. And also, where's the woman in this scenario? 
Where's the woman in the scenario? And then um, also um, he went outside the store and was sitting in, on the uh, on his car and drunk and not acting right. What does that mean? OK, um, so there's so, there's an awful lot of questions there, because did you get the sense that 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 story was being told in the media? That he was acting drunk and not himself. Was he drugged? I don't know. Um, Another part of the story is that he actually worked at the same place that this uh, police officer that had his knee on his neck uh, for all those minutes. They they worked at the same place as security. So what was his resume? If George Lloyd was security, what was his what was his resume? Because it sounds like they hired um, some policemen to be security. So that's kind of an interesting part of the story. And it's also it also should be glaringly interesting that they might have known each other. Um, and so, you know, a couple things come to mind here, a couple of questions, not accusations, just questions. Was he a narc? Was this a situation where they knew each other? Um was he put in this situation, George Lloyd, uh, where it went terribly wrong? Was it a uh, crisis actor situation? A lot of questions, right? When I come back, I want to share with you what the neighbors said, which adds to this even a little. Well, actually, actually, I'll play it for you right now. Uh, when asked about uh, the neighbors, the neighbors came out and didn't realize that he was a cop. Listen to this. We had no idea he was a cop. We thought he was a realtor. I kept saying that's not him. That's not him. Okay. We didn't realize. Here, I'll play it again. Here we go. We had no idea he was a cop. We thought he was a realtor. We had no idea he was a cop. We thought he was a realtor. We had no idea. They never saw him in uniform, um, and they thought he was a realtor. There are a, a lot of people when um, when working for other agencies that shall remain n- nameless, they don't tell people what they do for a living. Um, usually when you're living by a cop, you kind of know it, don't you? That's always been my experience anyway. I've lived by a few. You pretty much know it. The comings, the goings, and, and, and everything else in between, you know But in this case, they had no idea and thought he was a realtor. I'm talking about the officer involved in this, the one that was arrested today, but only charged with third degree. Be right back. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I have been known to get up at 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, maybe 3 o'clock in the morning, and now I am sleeping all night and I'm getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and it's a wonderful change for me. Plus the fact my cooking abilities in my current house, they're not what they should be and what I'm used to. I only have a microwave. That's all I've got. I don't have a way to prepare anything. I know I'm not eating correctly. So balance of nature helps me to balance out what I eat. And I'm thankful that I have what I have. I tell everybody about it because this is a godsend to me. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. Right now, balance of nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code Canyon. The 2019 Lincoln MKZ at Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln is refined power at your control. With an available twin turbocharged 3.0 liter engine producing 400 horsepower, it's an exhilarating driving experience. And with MKZ retractable panoramic glass roof, change your outlook with a simple press of a button. Right now you can get $8,600 off MSRP off $43,110 on the 2019 Lincoln MKZ. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We hear you. Unapproved credit through Lincoln AFS Financing OAC. See dealer for details. The Zion Eye Institute is open, and 2020 is the year of vision at Southern Utah's premier eye care center. Their highly trained team of doctors and staff are excited to help you see the world in all its splendor in 2020. Zion Eye Institute has specialists to cover every area of eye care and eye surgery. 
They can provide you with all forms of vision correction surgery from multiple highly skilled and experienced fellowship-trained surgeons. Using advanced techniques individually or in combination with each other, Zion Eye Institute's expert surgeons will customize your treatment and provide the safest and best results for your vision correction. So if you're tired of the glasses and contacts, remember 2020 is the year of vision at the Zion Eye Institute, which means it's the best time for you to get your free consultation and see how the Zion Eye Institute can help. They are open. So schedule your appointment now at zioneye.com. That's zioneye.com. The Zion Eye Institute, the largest and most comprehensive eye care center in southern Utah. Can you believe it? Camping season is here. Camping World is your number one source for everything to get outdoors. Get down to 1500 Hilton Drive in St. George today and save up to 40% off travel trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, or motorhomes. Come find your favorite that works for you and your family. They're all 40% off. Plus, check out the full retail store stocked with everything you need to get away. Already have an RV? Camping World has the service center ready for your maintenance and warranty needs. Camping World, 1500 Hilton Drive. Why in the world would you go anywhere else? Hi, it's Dr. Plum. Plum Dental is open, and now is a great time to improve your family's dental health with our team at Plum Dental. As always, our office is clean and safe. We continue to adhere to the highest standards of infection control, and we are also following all the current recommendations for social distancing. Fortunately, I've been blessed with really long arms. We will continue to provide you with the service that has helped us be voted the best of Southern Utah. Schedule your appointment now at PlumDental.com. SNS Mechanical has always been there for you since 1983. During this viral outbreak, it's no different. SNS Mechanical has always strived to provide the very best in indoor air quality solutions for your home or business. They have some phenomenal products that have been proven to reduce indoor allergies and airborne illnesses with extensive third-party testing. They're offering a free in-home evaluation about the Remy Halo air purifier and the Train Clean Effects filter. Call in today, set up a free evaluation, or visit ssairconditioning.com and see if these products can help you with your health today. This time of year is why we live in southern Utah, so it's time to take advantage of the weather. That's why you need Stuart Awning, experts building shade in the desert for more than 40 years. Stuart Awning will transform your yard into a backyard oasis. They've helped families for decades enhance their outdoor living at home using only premium products, always at a great price, leaving you completely satisfied. That's their guarantee. Take advantage of their always free and prompt estimates. Before you buy an awning, always get a quote from Stuart Awning. Find them today at stewardawning.com. Have you been waiting for an incredible sale on a swim spa or a hot tub? Look no further than Absolute Comfort Pool and Spa this Memorial Day. Check out the St. George Spring Special for all the savings. Choose from the Artisan Elite or the Hot Springs, hot tubs with all the accessories, or amazing swim spas discounted $1,000. But wait, from now until Memorial Day, they'll give you an extra $250 off. Visit AbsoluteComfortUtah.com or 765 North Bluff Street, Absolute Comfort, voted number one best of Southern Utah. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Cape Daly Show. Welcome back, Cape Daly Show. Um, I know, it's going to be a weird hour, but you know what? I There's so many uh, inconsistencies that I have to bring them up. And... Um, I haven't even really formed a, a formal <laughs> theory about this, but I, I'm just bringing some things up as as possible inclusions to this story because I don't know how they can be ignored. Um, number one, I, I do I do want to bring up this because I thought this was this was just more than fascinating. Um, okay, there, part of the story that isn't that doesn't make sense to me um, from the Chicago Tribune today is that um, when did he move? Because uh, they're tying in Corona. They're tying in COVID. And he was out of work because of COVID and moved to Minneapolis for a fresh start, George Lloyd. Now, that struck me because there's some difference in the in the news stories, okay? So the Houston Chronicle saying he moved there in 2018, um, but the Chicago Tribune and the UK and so many other periodicals are saying that it was 2014 that he moved there. So it was kind of interesting the way that the news media is is talking about this story because they aren't even getting that right. But of course, when, when, when interviewed, you know, there were comments from friends. He's a beautiful soul and, and all of these things. But one thing that struck me about George Lloyd was that he was charged in 2007 with armed robbery and a home invasion in Houston. And in 2009, 
He was sentenced to five years in prison as part of a plea deal. So I brought the fact up that, um, that not the fact, sorry, this is all just, I'm just throwing some things out there that, that make a little more sense than the story we're hearing in the news. Was he an, what was he an informant? Um, 2009, five years, getting out, moving away, right? Moving uh, to Minneapolis, if it was 2014, um, that would make sense to me. That would make sense to me um, if that was the case. Uh, there was no, I didn't see any resisting. So I'm wondering if uh, if he, you know, might have known these cops, might have uh, been a situation where they knew him. And uh, and and the whole uh, store clerk describing him as drunk and not acting right. Usually somebody would say, well, it looks like he's been drinking, but the drinking and not acting right. That was strange to me because I thought, was he drugged? Was there something going on with him? Um, was he drugged? So that was a question of mine. OK, um, another one was the mayor speaking out so incredibly um, damning toward the entire thing so quickly and also talking about race over and over again, a white man, a black man, a white officer, a black man, you know, consistently referring to race. The mayor uh, was certainly trying to drive that home, whereas most mayors are kind of more a little bit more protective of the police force and might not have gone there so fiercely so quickly without maybe knowing all of the facts that went on in the case. I would have expected that and not what we saw on camera, and that was really the mayor um, talking and and drumming up sort of this, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say inciting, but it was kind of interesting, wasn't it, that he kept referring to and saying so strongly with so much emotion, a white officer, a black man. And, and I realized that, uh, you know, People in, in, in prison, you know, that have gotten out of prison have spoken out on, on social media and said, yes, people are treated differently in different races. And we understand we understand that there can be an issue like that, um, and especially in certain places, I'm sure. But I thought that those, those couple of things were very, um, let's say, not talked about in this story. Also, the neighbors thinking that the officer involved was a real, real estate agent, a realtor, and not knowing he was a cop. I don't know too many cops that hide that they're cops in the neighborhood. Usually they let people know, and usually you see him coming in and out in uniform. This officer was dressed in blues. I, I just, I thought that that was kind of interesting. You know, they might change and come home, but I thought that, that usually people know. That's not usually a, 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 a hidden thing. Um, let's see. Um when they uh, were on his neck, what I thought it was very interesting that it did that that most clips did not show, and the media did not show that three officers were on top of him, and for no apparent reason, because he was already handcuffed, George Lloyd, and there was no reason if he wasn't resisting arrest for three officers to be sitting on top of him. That was weird to me, and I'm sure it might have been weird to you. As people were filming from other directions, you could you could see there were three policemen on top of him, not one. With no reason for it. That was strange. There were some people confronting the cop, uh, confronting uh, the the main cop involved in this scenario or the one that they're talking about in the press so much. Um, there were people confronting them, but, you know, the officers were very much uh, right away defending, uh, sitting on top of this of this guy, uh, George Lloyd, as he was calling out and saying he couldn't breathe. Um, right away yesterday, I, I did. I have to say, and this isn't against George Lloyd. It's just that that in a situation like we like we've seen with this. If somebody can't breathe, it's hard to get out any words at all. And so I was actually surprised um, that that those words came out, and I was surprised that it was it was kind of continuous through the event. That was that was that was it struck me, and I and you know that's that's kind of hard to bring up because I'm really I'm not trying to make this as much about that as as I just wanted to mention it that that was one of the first things that just sort of kind of gut struck me, you know as. Something was a little bit, a little bit off. In fact, let me let me play this clip for you. Here we go. 
He's being confronted, the officer. So, so they, they knew there were definite problems, and this went on for um, at least a minute. Uh, that's a long time uh, to be calling out as well. So I wanted to bring that up as well. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Caller, you are live. Okay. All right. I'm trying to answer. Um, go ahead and give me a call back, and uh, I'll take your calls. In fact, um, so, okay, I, I'm just I'm trying to go through uh, some of my points. And so I have to ask the question on, on whether he was an informant, and that was part of the plea deal um, for his armed robbery, uh, George Lloyd, because that, that would make a little bit more sense to me. Um, and also the fact that this was a misdemeanor crime at best. And I'm I'm a little and that's even if they could prove it right away. And I'm 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 just a little surprised that it escalated, but it didn't escalate. So that's the problem is the media has reported it as an escalation that they that the cops had to control. But anyone kind of watching the event unfold, even as they were walking him to another car, nobody was noticing. I didn't notice any resistance it looked like he was going along pretty willingly. So I think everybody's sort of wondering why in the world there were three cops on top of him. That has not made sense uh, since the beginning because it wasn't like he was armed and, 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 of course, he was handcuffed. So what would be the point The point of that? Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi. Hello, Kate. Hi there. Hi. Go right I ahead. Want to You're live. Mm-hmm. add a, another incident to this conversation. With- okay. Um, this would be with um, Kelly Thomas out mm-hmm. in uh, Anaheim, California. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that case, but I'm there not. were originally two officers who uh, were basically questioning him, Kelly mm-hmm. Thomas, and uh, and they threatened Kelly Thomas. They threatened to physically hurt him even before they began to physically hurt him. Um, he was being a little bit... Um, of a clown mm-hmm. uh, at first, just a, just a little mm-hmm. bit, not much. He was a homeless man, okay. uh, but he wasn't hurting anyone. and He wasn't threatening the police at all. He was just being humorous uh, and just a little bit. But they, mm-hmm. they, they took it personally, and they, they really were ag- aggravated by him. And so when they threw him on the ground, over 100 people watched them do what I would consider to be a long, drawn-out mixed martial arts uh, practice Yikes. on Kelly Thomas and the two of them. And then it ended up being six officers and they held him down the whole time. Yes, I do remember this bone, case. Broke Go his ahead. ribs, uh, broke his leg. Oh, it was horrid. Uh, and, and, then he, and then he got to the hospital and he died. And the doctor and, they, and the police said, well, the hospital didn't do a very good job. So that angered the, the doctors. And so the doctors then uh, put out all this information on YouTube showing his x-rays and all of what they did to him, that they cracked Jeez. his head and his cheek, his face was shattered in multiple places. That was and sickening. And this was, this was a small guy by comparison mm-hmm. to the officers. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and this is what I want to ask you about or talk to you about or get a response from you about. Sure. Is why, why is it that so many citizens just watch these officers? I know they're in fear, like if you touch an officer, it's a felony. Mm-hmm. But to just watch a man be murdered... Uh. Uh, and, and you may not know that he's going to die when you're watching it, but you could see that the force was so extreme. Jeez, he was yeah. crying out for help. He was crying for his father. He was agreeing. He was going, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm not resisting. Okay, okay. Please stop. Okay, please stop. And they just kept pounding elbows, oh, knees, jumping yeah. on fists. When, when I grew up, I didn't see officers do this to people. I saw right. officers arrest a person, manage them in a wrestling fashion, get the handcuffs mm-hmm. on, carry them to the car. Yeah. I never yeah. saw this. None of this started happening until we got into this mixed martial arts thing that was popularized across the country. I agree. Now all the officers want to practice their, their martial arts now on us. I agree. And, then, and, then, and, and the question is, why are we allowing this to happen? And you may recall, you may recall um, uh, 
another officer who was protecting the the homeless uh, in L.A. They were beating up the homeless, mm-hmm. and this Christopher Dorner officer filed complaint after complaint uh, against the other officers for harming the homeless. And instead of honoring that complaint, and he was doing his duty to protect us, they instead instead they destroyed his career. Not only with the police department, but they destroyed his career with the Coast Guard as well. So the the guy who was actually doing his duty was then destroyed mm-hmm. for for reporting the the violations. Right. Why do we allow why do we citizens allow officers to beat us up? I don't know. I really don't know. And I, I do remember that case. I didn't remember it by name, but now I know what you're talking about. I remember seeing the pictures uh the hospital uh released and I I it's it's that that I I don't know. I don't know that there's an answer for that. I don't I don't know why. In fact, you could hear people actually walking up to these police officers and calling them on what they were doing. And the other officers were sitting on this man and the one kept coming up to the camera or, or, you know, closer to the camera and up to these people and telling them to back off. Um, and they were saying that his nose is bleeding and he can't breathe, you know. And so I I don't know. I don't know why they will act like that. Like you said, the response usually in the past was they put cuffs on him and that was it. You put him in the car. What, why in the world is this this long process of this extended um, abuse? Why? There's no reason for it. And when people are saying and crying out for help and saying, I can't breathe or get off me or or I just let me sit up or, or whatever the case, um, I don't know why an officer would continue on. I, I don't know if anyone can actually answer your question because I don't know what's wrong with us that we're that we're not outraged by that and that case in in california was sickening it was beyond sickening thank you for bringing that up i got to go to a break i'll be right back and i'll take i'll take all your calls Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with ED? Well, I have great news. We can now fix the problem without any medication, injections, or surgery. Our advanced form of wave therapy is clinically proven to regrow blood vessels and restore spontaneity in the bedroom. We can do so quickly, affordably, and with zero side effects. Hi, my name is Rich, and I'm an actual patient. I recently overcame my skepticism and started treatments last week. I was astonished to see instant results. These treatments work, and the increase in blood flow was immediate. My only regret is not starting sooner. If you're struggling with erectile dysfunction and want a long-lasting fix, call in the next two minutes and we'll give you the medical assessment and ultrasound totally free. We'll also give you a special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. That's a $400 value, totally free. Call 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Put a stop to your ED. Call Wasatch Medical right now to claim that offer. 435-922-7000. The 2019 Lincoln MKZ at Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln is refined power at your control. With an available twin turbocharged 3.0 liter engine producing 400 horsepower, it's an exhilarating driving experience. And with MKZ retractable panoramic glass roof, change your outlook with a simple press of a button. Right now you can get $8,600 off MSRP off $43,110 on the 2019 Lincoln MKZ. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We hear you. Unapproved credit through Lincoln AFS Financing OAC. See dealer for details. During these uncertain times, Air Care Professionals is taking extra precautions to protect you and their employees. They're open and here to serve if you need them. Right now is a great time while you're home and not using your system as much to tune up or replace your AC system. And get up to $1,500 off a new system and 0% equipment financing options up to 60 months OAC. Air Care Professionals and Bryant are doing whatever it takes to earn your business. Call Air Care Professionals today, 628-2423 or online at aircarepros.com. Summer of Sleep sales event has started with up to $800 off, and this year, a better night's sleep is top of the list for the whole family. Hi, this is Justin from the Mattress Store. I wanted to invite you to come see the new steps we are taking to keep you safe with our clean shop promise. For easy online shopping at stgeorgemattress.com to a clean showroom experience, four locations, voted best of Southern Utah, Bluff by Ace Hardware, Washington next to Best Buy, Bloomington by the Walmart, and downtown Cedar City next to Lynn's. Nobody beats the Mattress Store. Nobody. 
you finished all your projects in your yard? See Hearst first for great deals on patio furniture and barbecues so you can enjoy all your hard work. The Prescott Wicker Rocking Chair is only $109.99. A Weber Spirit 3-Burner Grill is $4.79 and comes with free assembly and delivery for Ace Rewards members. Hearst General Store Ace Hardware, conveniently located in the heart of St. George and Cedar City. Open seven days a week to serve you. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Lisa from Red Cliffs Consignment. We may not have room to put our furniture six feet apart, but we have plenty of space for our guests to practice social distancing while they shop. Come visit us on North Mall Drive or see our selection online at redcliffsconsignment.com. We are open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. We take our social distancing seriously and limit the number of guests in our shop to six. We are Red Cliffs Consignment. And we are open. Just because your furniture is still good doesn't mean you have to keep it. Consign it. We're Red Cliffs Consignment. We're open and consigning your gently loved furniture and accessories. So, go ahead, get that new bedroom furniture that you've been wanting and bring your old furniture to us. Come see us on North Mall Drive, nestled comfortably between Boulevard Home and the Barbecue Hut. But, if you're trying to stay at home, visit us online at redcliffsconsignment.com. Can you believe it? Camping season is here. Camping World is your number one source for everything to get outdoors. Get down to 1500 Hilton Drive in St. George today and save up to 40% off travel trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, or motorhomes. Come find your favorite that works for you and your family. They're all 40% off. Plus, check out the full retail store stocked with everything you need to get away. Already have an RV? Camping World has the service center ready for your maintenance and warranty needs. Camping World, 1500 Hilton Drive. Why in the world would you go anywhere else? Attention caregivers. Nothing is easy about being a caregiver. The days and nights seem to overlap. The endless emotional roller coaster is so draining. Are you ready for a caregiver's dream? The Haven at Sky Mountain is an independent and assisted living campus nestled in the heart of beautiful southern Utah. Everything the Haven does is driven by enhancing the lives of aging adults and their family. Now that's what living is all about. Call the Haven at Sky Mountain today, 674-7883 or havenassistedliving.com. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Talking about the uh, George Lloyd case. And you can uh, absolutely um, call in. 888-673-1450. I'll take your calls. Uh, just a couple of more things that uh, struck me. Um, you know, of course, uh, Uncle Milty, too, yesterday on the show as well. Um, this is Ilan's district, by the way. Um, that's a strange thing, isn't it? But um, but I just wanted to draw some attention. The, um, the officers, um, there was one slight check for pulse when it looked as though uh, George Lloyd had passed on. And when he was still on the ground, there was no efforts to actually revive him while he was on the ground, which was really strange. They were walking around around him in the video, but they were not actually trying to do anything to resuscitate him. The person that that reaches down to check his pulse that gets there uh, with the ambulance uh, had a bulletproof vest on and uh, a, a different uniform. It was kind of a weird weird thing. They put him on the gurney and you didn't see a whole lot of um, effort going into revitalize him. They said they did in the ambulance, but you would think right there um, on the street they would have tried to do that. So that was very strange. Um, the frame that the picture that's going around has police right on the license plate. Uh, vanity license plates are kind of a strange, strange thing, I think, a little bit. Um, that was that that there was something really off about that, too. But um, the plot thickens, certainly. Um, and so I'm going to I'll go ahead and I'll start taking your calls. But. There are too many things that are are, uh, questionable on this and not enough answers, apparently. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hey, Kate. Hi there. Uh, Hi. This is uh, just a little bit of history. Mm -hmm. My dad retired from the LAPD Mm -hmm. Harley Mm -hmm. Division in Van Nuys, California. Uh And I I was raised around cops coming to my house for parties Uh and get-togethers and uh, my other friend 
dad worked over the restaurant at the training camp mm-hmm. of the police department above Dodger Stadium, mm-hmm. the Chavez Ravine Stadium. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we went up there in the summer and watched the police train. Right. And I've been, uh, I went to Vietnam and been through military training. Mm-hmm. And I could tell you that the police training was very materialist. Um, they were uh, like the army. Mm-hmm. It was like boot camp. Mm-hmm. And and right. they were um, not uh, t- t- taught things like crowd control or how to mm-hmm. arrest somebody peacefully. They were... We watched them in the gym and run around the track and throw up and right. ride on their motorcycles on the course and go to the shooting gallery. And it was very material, I mean, military. Sure. Yeah, mil- mil- militaristic. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's got, yeah. and since 1963 or four, when I was a teenager and went there, it has gotten really worse. They're yes. like the military. Yeah, I have. I, I, thank you for the call. I actually have noticed that, too. And it's that's been a concern for sure. And over the last 30, 40 years, I, I guess you go back even 50, right? Um, we've seen this kind of turn. And But on this case, I'm, I'm not. I think the picture is even deeper on this particular case. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Well, you you laid out a lot of good points. Everything that you're saying, it sounds like, I mean, it would only lead you to ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's, it looks like premeditated murder, everything that is starting to add up to, like, the, mm-hmm. it was a plan to kill this guy. Yeah, because, okay, so let me let me give you a for instance while you're on the line. So um, so he gets out in 2014 for with a plea deal, and even in jail is talking about moving, okay, which is kind of strange because his six-year-old is still in Houston. But he moves to Minneapolis with a couple of his friends and is talking about it in prison. It's the same exact year he gets out. And when you're on parole, they know where you're working, and that has to be kind of approved, right, and your jobs. And so one of his jobs was working as a bouncer um, with the officer that had his that had his uh, knee on his neck. That's a really strange thing. Was the job kind of a hookup job as far as keeping an eye on somebody? That's what it, that's the two dots I would probably connect even, even without, well, I can't do that factually, of course, but that's just connecting some dots that, that seems like, it seems like it makes a little more sense as to why he would be working there and they would be employing cops is, you know, was he an informant and was he framed? Was this a situation yeah, for political maybe he purposes? Agreed to, to, to taking part mm-hmm. in something, right. you know, for, for maybe he's like, oh, okay, you got to come with us mm-hmm. and do this for a little bit. And, but, yeah. you know, then you're, they were talking about maybe he was drugged. So maybe he was a drugged patsy that was murdered, but he was, yeah, partially in on maybe collaborating with the police as far as maybe right. exercise or whatever. Because doing an exercise. Yeah, it's weird. Okay, so here's another point. The officers never once said that he was intoxicated. They only said he was resisting. The store owner said he was intoxicated and not acting right. As an officer, wouldn't you? Wouldn't that add to your? Oh, he was intoxicated. We didn't know what he was going to do, right, mm-hmm. or, or something like that. But they never ever mentioned that, and I thought that was a, a, a strange uh, exclusion from the story. A lot of it's strange, and one of the big things when you first see the main photos, it's like from mm-hmm. the the angle of the cop with the the, the knee on the neck. It yeah. only shows that. Um, then when you look at the other footage and it shows on the other side of three the police cops. vehicle, because the police vehicle was, yeah, three of them mm-hmm. were there. And it's like, wow. And they were just sitting there and they were like, yeah. like waiting for the guy to die. And then like, it, it totally looked like it was set up to kill that guy. And yeah. maybe that guy didn't know what he was getting in on. Maybe he was a part of a plea bargain in the past. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'll go and do something, you know, mm-hmm. future, uh, deal with you guys in the future and then then all of a sudden he found he finds himself there yeah wow and they weren't trying to subdue him he was already handcuffed they already had yeah, him not verbally the... combative not physically no. resisting yeah so so would you think that is it possible that these social engineers would actually have like a executioner in place like fake police squads like if they can pay fake fake protesters mm-hmm. is it possible to have fake police to actually execute people yeah. Sadly. Yeah. It's crazy to yeah. think about, but we never really think about that. But like the vanity plates is a big one. Like, yeah. is that even a real police 
Right. <laughs> yeah, they they usually don't. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. That was if odd. you look at the guy's badge uh-huh. uh, the, with the, the knee on the neck, mm-hmm. uh, police officer, his, his badge is totally turned kind of to the side. Like it didn't look like he put his uniform on right. Interesting. That? Yeah, that's, that's it, it's all adding up. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I love your weird. points. Okay. Thank you so much. And uh, and and so yeah. In fact, the woman in the wheelchair um, in the riots, right? That was interesting one because um, there's also a picture of her that would have been afterward, like laughing it up. And I thought that was a little strange. Was it a crisis actor? Was it somebody sent in and paid? There are a lot of these kinds of uh, agitators that are sent in. Uh, clearly, she wasn't paralyzed, I don't think. Uh, from the way she was sitting afterwards, it was kind of an interesting photo. But uh, also, there was an officer all dressed in black with an umbrella and certainly trying to hide himself and going in with a hammer and smashing all the windows at, at AutoZone. And uh, and then uh, people were connecting some dots, and, and he looks very, very much like an officer located right there in St. Paul. So that was a strange... That would be a strange one if some of the cops were participating in some of these riots. Um, So that caught me off guard. And then there was another picture of somebody that looked very much like this officer, the main officer, the focus, uh, Chauvin, um, at the Boston bombing. So we've done some shows on the Boston bombing and... um, there's a lot of questions about that incident as well, the Boston bombing. So um, just and the picture really did look an awful lot like uh, like this guy and where the neighbors thought he was a realtor. That was strange. That was really strange. Usually officers, uh, they don't mind to their neighbors saying I'm an officer. That way, if you have a problem, you can come get them and you know where they are. And I mean, I've just never seen them conceal like that before. So so there's an awful lot with this case. And the whole backstory of George Lloyd, you know, you're not hearing about the fact that he just had gotten out of prison and then moved to Minneapolis. So that's strange. The fact that they're connecting the dots, that uh, they work together, there's something there's something amiss about that. I'm sorry. Um, you know, you you kind of know, especially if you're uh, of the of the kind of person that's going to get hired for security, you're probably going to be a little bit more on top of who else is hired around you for security as well. Wouldn't you? Isn't that kind of the nature of the beast with that particular career? You would want to know who's around you and and uh, who has got your back and who's going to protect. So you would know a little bit about the guys that that work around you continuously. Right. It would make sense to me. I'm just trying to go for what makes sense here. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. You have about a minute. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, inconsistency. It's too early to really jump to any conclusions, mm-hmm. but it could yeah. have been a hit. It also could be politically motive. Mm-hmm. But uh, one other, uh, one fact that kind of adds to the possibility of the uh, speculation that it was a hit is that uh, the home burglary, a very high percentage of home burglars are drug addicts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of drug addicts go into the selling business, they're part of the gangs, drug yeah. gangs, and we know Cops on occasion uh, get kickbacks from drug uh, gangs mm-hmm. for not arresting them and so forth. Uh, yeah, there's all sorts of things that can be going on here. But I, I wanted to answer or partially answer that question uh, that caller was mm-hmm. asking about sure. why do not we don't intervene, American citizens. Mm-hmm. I think it was Jefferson originally said, uh, in a free society, the uh, government fears the people, but in tyranny, the people fear government. Police are government agents. Uh, you t- touch if if I was beating up or strangling somebody to death, and your husband came along and pushed me off him, mm-hmm. would it be a felony? No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if he, if I pushed an officer right now, I I'd be worried that he'd shoot me, uh, tase me. Uh, probably everybody else, the others would have jumped on me at a minimum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that's part of the problem, I think. But uh, I wanted to also mention that uh, mayor's comments. For me, it was inciting. Uh, that was in, uh, inflaming hatred, just uh, stress. A white officer, mm-hmm. a, a black man. Yes. I mean, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just that's worse than yelling uh, right. fire mm-hmm. in a the- yeah. theater. Yeah. 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 So that could be the whole motive here too, is to, to incite that riot. To mm-hmm. uh, this is all staged. But uh, there's some things that suggest it's staged. One of the real important things I think in this, you, you said he, he was handcuffed. I haven't seen the tape. Mm-hmm. So when somebody is handcuffed, they are disarmed. They are right. neutralized. Mm-hmm. You see it all the time in sure. movies. You'll see it in actual what are these cop shows on TV. Mm-hmm. So once they're handcuffed, they can get up and the cops start talking to each other because all they could do at best is run away for a while and they trip them because they 
once their hands are tied, they can't, they're, they're neutralized. Mm-hmm. And so there was no need at all, no justification for putting his, uh, his knee on him or anything on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really, really important yeah, aspect you. of all this. Thank the you. other thing is mm-hmm. we'll really probably know what's going on when we see the reaction to all this, how it pans out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a problem. We're seeing a reaction. Now, what's the solution? And right. the solution is federalization. That, that, that tells you what this is really probably all about all along. Yeah. Because the one ball work we have to tyranny, a uh, police state, is keeping our police local. Right. And they're already partially nationalized. The regulations, yep. the consent Thank decrees you. by federal government mm-hmm. were the uh, federal feds come in and take over police departments for a while yep. through all the uh, the okay. uh, sharing and uh, uh, giving them up equipment. Thank so you. Let's let's look for the reaction. I yeah, think. I think so too. I'm I'm with you on that one. I um, just a couple of things. Um, you know, was there a was there talking to him even before they even handcuffed him? Did they even want to see whether he was the person and and um, you know the the store owner? I, it was kind of interesting that this whole incident uh, was mostly about putting him on the ground after he was handcuffed, and so that didn't make sense to me. Um, there was an awful lot of quiet as far as the officers go, and and there wasn't any um, yelling or resistance from George Lloyd. It was even the cops being more silent. It was kind of a strange. It was a strange video, wasn't it? Um, they had already been walking with him, and he wasn't trying to run or, or anything. He wasn't resisting at all. But that's the narrative, that he was he was resisting arrest, and uh, they had to put him on the ground. Um, when they even put him on the on the gurney, um, or even when he was on the ground before he was on the gurney, no no action at all to revive him. That should have been a pretty big clue to people that something was really wrong with this story too, because that probably wouldn't have happened. And so, um, I you know I'm kind of throwing all this out there, but. It, that this the, the picture I have just painted makes a lot more sense to me than the one that the narrative keeps uh, screwing up because they have him moving there just recently within the year and they also have him moving there five years ago and two years ago and they can't they can't seem to make up their mind and and the media is leaving out the story where he was convicted and, and spent time in prison for armed robbery and got out on a plea deal that's important information because that certainly adds to the story doesn't it and uh, the big move to Minneapolis so for him and and so as unfortunate as it is to see the officers do that and i i do hope that uh that we find out more about this officer uh the the three officers actually um that were truly or the four that were truly involved and what's going to happen next in fact i know we'll probably talk about this next week be faithful be fearless uh see you here next week we have a lot to talk about don't we um everybody uh have a good weekend and uh see you back here